Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Two-Headed Serpent. It was written by Paul Fricker, Scott Dorward, Matthew Sanderson, and edited by Mike Mason, and it's available at the Chaosium website. Our game master is Matthew Sanderson, and this is episode six. Now for the recap. You're listening to WITD Radio. Coming to you live from the Bancroft Building in downtown Arkham, WITD Radio is proud to present The Two-Headed Serpent! In our last episode, as the angel reached the top of the spiral entrance to the underground temple, he was confronted by none other than Connor Frost, who had apparently been controlled by a snake person in the guise of the Bolivian captain. The snake person ordered Connor to fire, but instead of killing the angel, Connor turned and unloaded his pistol into the ribcage of the snake man. Surprised but very relieved, the angel did likewise, and the two men bonded over the experience and made their way back down into the depths of the temple. But down below, something seemed wrong with Magnus Frost, who had collapsed from exhaustion, having just slain the gigantic guardian snake from the inside out. A few minutes later, the heroes were reunited. Leaving Magnus snoozing comfortably where he lay, they ascended to the top of the Serpentine Pyramid, only to discover that sitting atop the throne was not the Snake Queen, but merely the shed skin of her former self. Pulling the skin from atop its seat uncovered an access hole in the throne. Angel, followed by Kana, Gerhardt, and finally Oddfield, descended into the sleeping chamber of the Queen of Snakes. She slept in restless slumber and had been sleeping for countless millennia. Next to the slumbering Serpentine Woman was a stone box sealed tightly from the world surrounding it. Held within were the accoutrements of the queen, scrolls, a snake-headed scepter, robes, and a box for her crown. Upon opening the box, they found that the queen's crown had been stolen. Connor and Adi both attempted to hold the scepter, only to be temporarily blinded. But the angel used his new serpentine hand and was able to call in a horde of snakes from miles around to protect him. Though this would not become apparent until the four had extricated the sleeping queen from the chamber and carried her to the surface. As the others went ahead, Connor carried his arsenal-laden brother along with all of his equipment back to the surface. Our heroes then made the long journey back to civilization and, much to their surprise, discovered that the queen of the snake people, once she had fully awakened, was both intelligent and quite friendly. Communication was difficult at first, but it progressed rapidly, especially in the realm of mathematics. It was obvious they were an advanced race. Arriving back in New York and Caduceus headquarters, our heroes were briefed on the history and current situation regarding the snake people. As it turns out, Caduceus itself was far more involved in dealing with strange and unusual situations than the humanitarian facade had led the heroes to believe. And so, our intrepid heroes decided to join in the fight against darkness, as described by the Caduceus Foundation. What would happen next? Would our heroes be able to locate the ancient crown of the Snake Queen and return it to her? 
would the Snake Queen share the advanced technology of her people with Oddfield and the Caduceus organization? And would Magnus ever pull himself together after being swallowed by the terrible Temple Guardian? Keep tuned to this station and find out for yourselves in the further adventures of... The Two-Headed Serpent! So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Matthew? Right, thank you very much, Tom. So, you are in the Medium Building, um, in their conference room, with your handler, um, Shapiro, giving you the, uh, the briefing, and has left you with that note saying, All right, gentlemen, let's get down to business. Do you have any questions for Caduceus? Yeah, how many uh, members are part of this level three? Ah, the, um, he, he looks down at the folder, he opens it up to go to the first page and runs his finger down. The, um, the inner circle, uh, you mean, yes? Yeah. It's, as it says, a handful. Um, there are not, he, he kind of weighs up saying something before he actually says it and then reaches into his pocket, pulls out a handkerchief and uh, dabs his head because he's still, even even in here where the aircon's fairly good, he's still um, he's still sweating quite profusely. Uh, I, I wouldn't like to elaborate upon more than what's already stated in the uh, in the orientation pack and say that it is a handful, but it's, it's not a great many people. Um, Mr. Meadham is a Cautious individual, to say the least. Um, Are you a part of it? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not uh, not privileged enough to have reached that level, but I'm content with where I am. I'm, I like to think of myself as that I'm providing a, um, a useful function and that I'm uh, playing my part. But eventually I might be might be moved up a tier. I hear the pay grade's particularly, uh, particularly good. But no, I'm, just, I'm content here where I am at the moment. I think I'm doing good. He looks between the rest of you. Then you get so, a pretty extensive uh, research facility, a research team, and I notice you guys can get you can find out about just about anybody you want. Oh yes, we we <clears throat> have connections across a whole range of um, different sectors of society. Um, we utilize the help of quite a few outsourced journalists, um, private investigators. We've got um, connections and lines of information coming in all across the globe. I mean, it's, it takes a, a lot of manpower to sort through that amount of information coming in on a, on a daily, hourly basis. I can imagine so. Now, being that, uh, being that I've agreed to put my life on the line for you guys, I was wondering if there was a small favor I could ask of, of Caduceus. His, his kind of eyes narrow more quizzically than like than hostile. What kind of thing do you have in mind? I have a picture. I, I don't know where it where it was taken, but you can see a lot of the background. And um, being that you guys have information from all the way around the globe, I was hoping that maybe you guys could take this picture and at least tell me where it was taken by analyzing the background. Yeah, that's potentially something we could do. I mean, it depends on the picture. It's, if it's a very nondescript building, then it's gonna be one, one in a million. But, well, if you're willing to give us the, uh, give us the photo, we can, we can have a look. Do I give it to you? 
Um, yeah, or myself, or I can put you in touch with one of the guys down in the research room. Yeah, uh, the research room will be fine. That'll be fine. Okay. That... That's all I had. No, no problem. I so said we can we can definitely get on that for you. Does anyone else have any similar requests or? Well, you know, yeah. You seem to be involved in a lot of stuff that uh, the common folk don't know nothing about. And I assume that you probably want to keep it that way because common folk are going to panic when they find out about snake people living under the ground. Indeed. Um, I'm just kind of curious, is this the full extent? Is it snake people that we have to deal with or do we have a whole bunch of other stuff to deal with? He takes a long breath in. Um, it's quite a rabbit hole that question there's uh there's a whole wide world out there and there's a whole lot of wonders and horrors out there well if you've read our debriefing report you know you know that we talked about the number of slime creatures that uh we don't think are originally associated with the snake people at all but with some sort of a demon god thing that's worshipped by well, it was worshipped by the other snake people. Yes, the, uh, the so thank you. Yes. Um, yeah, there, are, there are a lot of other races and other gods out there. It's, uh, I don't think having a building this big and even just dedicated to the material researching such things, you wouldn't have enough room to accommodate everything that's out there. Well, as long as I got the resources that I need, and the, the you know, as long as I pick the people that I'm working with, um, I gotta have Zoe. She's my uh, my assistant. She knows practically everything that I know. Um, I'm willing to develop any number of these things into uh, defensive weapons. Uh, we got a lot of tech that we brought back with us, and uh, if I also have access to uh, uh, the Snake Queen the snake queen, then I can at least work out some of how it works. Hopefully she knows. She might not know. Uh, the uh, aristocrats don't always know what the common man knows. And anyway, that, I, I'll do my best for you just because I find it fascinating. Yeah, I mean, we, we will be, as mentioned, we'll be giving uh, Turinish facilities here um, to keep her safe and to... Uh, I don't want to use the word interrogate, but uh, to uh, debrief. There you go. That's more. Uh, she more seems like a nice person, you know. You just you know treat her nice, and she'll probably tell you what she needs to tell you. Um, in many ways, some of the technology is more advanced than ours, but that's because they've been around apparently a lot longer than we have. Uh, just on, on the other end of that is they've been buried underground for what a million years, and. Uh, We've been advancing rather quickly, so. Yes, depending on uh, which particular part of the, uh, or which phase of the Serpent Person Empire um, you look at, it could be anywhere between half a million to 100,000 years ago. Yeah. It's a vast, vast concept of deep time. So, I'll do what I can. Mm -hmm. Where are we going to? We're going to have to go back to South America. No, no. Um, 
we essentially, because we operate multiple teams going out across um, across the world when problems arise, um, it all depends on what comes our way as to where we would be sending you next. Um, we have a cleanup crew that um, can follow up behind and basically pick up any of the pieces that have been left behind or any major problems. Um, we can send them down to South uh, South America, back to Bolivia, if there's anything that you think warrants um, cleanup there. Um, but otherwise, no, you are free to um, go about your business and to, um, well, enjoy life for a few days. It could be a few days, it could be a few weeks. Hell, we could even have something come in in the next few hours, for all, for all we know. It all depends on when Intel gets to us and uh, what's happening out there in the big wide world. That sounds good to me. I have one last question. And then sure, sure. Uh, Gerald, do you want to say something? You can go first. I'll go after you. And it's Gerhard. Gerhard. Uh, right. Um, how often do you take on new recruits? It's very infrequent. Uh, but again, it depends really on circumstances. When people that we believe are competent enough that get exposed to a particular, let's say, stimulus, it, it just happens organically. It all depends on what missions come up and what comes comes across their path. I think what he's saying is that when they, when a bunch of their people get killed, then they have to bring in new ones, and that's probably us. I take it that our chances of surviving in this are not the best, but you know, you take chances. If you want something uh, worthwhile, then you gotta have some risk involved. You know, buddy, I always pegged you as an optimist, but guess not. Uh, me, I'm an optimist. I'm hoping to get my hands on more technology. I'll I'll risk my life to get that. Why that's not? A good good segue, I feel. If we are going to be going up against a multitude of supernatural beings, can I acquire some arcane help that would protect myself in this group? And my follow-up question to that is, if you're so organized fighting things out there, there must be a counterpart. Who do we need to look out for? He kind of breathes, again, does that kind of breathing in almost like a plumber doing, a, doing an assessment. Um, as to the arcane arts, it's something that's a bit of a touchy subject around here. Uh, he looks over to DeLuca, who's still um, in the corner of the room. Um, he just is stood like a statue watching, but you can still see that he's very much not blinking in his, uh, his gaze at Shapiro. And turns back to you and says, um, it might be something we can have a look at some of the items we've retrieved in our stores and see if there's anything that's been deemed not overtly dangerous that we could let you have a look at. But we tend to handle magic and though that sort of thing with, with kid gloves. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's like a stick of dynamite waiting to go off. Absolutely understandable. And like I said, it would be for protection purposes. I'm not looking for anything harmful. I'm looking for something to keep us alive out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, he kind of turns and looks again at DeLuca and turns back. I'm, I'm sure there's something we can we can work out. We'll, we'll have a look in the archives and get back to you on that. Excellent. And the follow-up question, like uh, 
Caduceus exists, there must be, you must have a nemesis out there gunning for us now that we're part of it. Well, that, that would be, um, he, he gestures towards the orientation pack. Um, the inner knight would be considered our primary adversary, considering they are an organization of certain people. Um, but they are very militant, very, very driven, almost to the point of religious zealotry. Um, they have demonstrated themselves to be more of a threat than the um, the cult of you. Um, in, in a lot of cases, the cult of you don't seem to be a hostile force. Um, they certainly don't seem to be organised in the same way that the um, that the inner knights are that follow Sephogwa. But yeah, that I, in the short answer to your question, yes, the the inner knight is our principal adversary. Thank you. Well, let's go get us some uh, New York pizza. We're good. Uh, we've got contact details for um, for all of you, so um, hopefully that they are still valid. Um, just we, if in case we, in case we need to get in touch with you, then obviously we'll need to do so at fairly short notice. So yeah, don't um, have have fun, but don't leave uh, town or don't go too far if you are, are planning on uh, heading out. As people are starting to rise from chairs, he suddenly is almost as if, if it was a cartoon, he'd almost see the light bulb go on above his head. Um, and he looks back at Magnus. He says, ah, Mr. Mr. Frost, um, Magnus, that is, not, not you, Connor. Um, wondered if I could have a quick word with you before you leave. Um, I sort of like look back at the others and then look at him, and then uh, I'll just go, nod and uh, wait for me outside, Connor. Uh, I'm going to go check on, yeah. Yeah. Somebody's getting in trouble. <laughs> Sleeping on the job. Sleeping on the job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're suddenly getting more of, a bit more of a, um, uh, yeah, a bit more responsive in the last uh, the last few minutes. He may have noticed. Yeah, join me. Join me for some pizza. We'll um, we got to get the rest of your stuff if you're going to move in with me. Absolutely. Thank you for that offer. I'm going to run down to the research room and get those guys the picture. Okay, but if you're going to go down there, don't touch the scepter. I, no, that scepter is going to stay holstered for a while. All right. Okay, um, which case DeLuca closes the door as the last person besides Magnus goes out. And then he actually takes a seat at this point at the end, um, the head of the table, while Shapiro um, gets up and walks around uh, to your side rather than looking across the table at you. We've had a couple of reports of some odd activity, shall we say, here in New York. Um, and I'm hoping it's something that uh, you definitely, we don't want to call upon your brother's services quite yet, because we're worried that having too many people on this might become a bit more blatant than we want it to be. Uh, right. But yeah, we'd like you to do some fairly discreet work uh, for us. Um, a couple of our employees, or well, more than a couple of them, let's say a handful of employees, have notice that there's been well i think they've noticed people looking at their apartments keeping an eye on the place um 
I think the uh, the parlance he would use is casing the joint. Right. Yeah. And keeping an eye on them from afar. But when they tried to go and intercept these people, they just vanished into the crowd. Um, this is sounds like sounding like... Hmm? Sounds like professionals for sure. Exactly the word I was going to say. Yeah, th this is sounding like a group connected with organized crime, or at least people that are adept in shadowing. All right, well, there's, there's uh, plenty of that in New York, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's a, uh, a bit of a hotbed of activity out there. You know where mm. to look. Yeah, Lucky for you, I do know where to look. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a few names that we can give you um, of employees that have mm. reported this. Um, we are, or we'd be very grateful if you could shadow them as well and then see if you can spot anyone else doing the same. I, 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 can, uh, I can do that for you, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll keep on, it on the down low with the, with the others. Depending on how, how this goes and how, um, how severe the problem um, ends up being, obviously it depends if there is a problem or not. We're mm. hoping you can tell us there isn't one. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, then the, the, the employees that are being followed, um, how high up the food chain are they? Like, are they people of with information that could be detrimental to the company? There's a good cross section. Uh, they mainly work in the secretarial pool, so they're people that have proxy access to various people at different levels of the food chain, shall we say? Right. But okay. yeah, that was part of our concern is that these people seem to have been targeted because there's such a similarity between the things that they do mm. but as i said depending on how severe your assessment turns out to be um we might bring your brother in at that point as backup but we're thinking that having just one person out in the field doing this will be a lot less risky and more more likely yeah. to get us the answers we want than having two people that could be spotted more easily let me let me source things out a little bit, you know, undercover to begin with. Uh, I normally bring Connor in if I need to do maximum damage. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'll keep him on the back burner uh, for now. And as you say, assess the situation, find out what it is. Because if it's, if it's organized crime, if, I mean, now I know about this inner night thing. If it's them, it could be a problem. But uh, I'll do what I can and uh, report back to you and we'll go from there. Perfect. Um, he reaches into his jacket and pulls out an envelope, um, which he hands over to you, and says, "That's the uh, list of names and addresses of the of the secretaries that have currently reported to us. So, right. as and when you can hit the ground running on that, that would be great. But if you could also, if you could report back to just myself and Mr. Deluca here, either of us will be will be fine. But this goes just between the three of us at the minute." I, while I've got you here uh, and, and the others are away, I was wondering if I could uh, um, inquire about whether you gentlemen or anyone here might know any information about Loftus Hall in Wexford, Ireland. Uh, definitely Shapiro kind of does that rolling look as if he's going through his memory. There's a small bell that's ringing there. I'm fairly sure I've heard the name of it. Well, uh, if whether, you guys, it whether it's heard uh, it or read it. Well, I mean, there's there's the folklore 
of it that I mean I know I I grew up there. Me and Connor grew up there as kids. But um, yeah, if you guys could find any information for me on the things that you know, like the serpent people stuff, if if there's anything like of that level of stuff that might have happened around there, if you could let me know, that'd be uh, that'd be much appreciated. Right. Yeah, I'll have I'll have a look into that. I know I've I know I've read something somewhere. Right. Yes, I'll, I'll I'll get back to you. Um, so he stands up, and obviously he'll uh, shake shake their hands, and then uh, and then he'll head out. Right, and yet they they shut the door behind you, so they're they're evidently staying in there to have a post debrief discussion. Cool. All right, Connor, you ready to go? Yeah. I need a drink. Okay. Uh, we'll go over to Angel briefly then, say as you're heading down, um, away from the rest of the group and heading down to the uh, the research rooms. Um, going down here, it's very similar to the floor you've left in that a lot of it's open plan, but there are small discrete offices tucked away in corners of sections that kind of overlook um, larger groups of um, tables. There are phones ringing everywhere. There's the haze of cigar smoke and cigarette smoke here. Um, it's it's a hectic environment. But as you're as you're moving around trying to get get your bearings, um, you notice or you pass a door, rather, where a voice from inside perks up, um, saying, "I can help you. You look a little lost up here." Yeah, I was looking for the research, the head of of research. I was oh. sent, down, sent down from Shapiro, said I could uh, speak to someone down here about uh, just researching a picture that I have here. I'm trying to figure out where it was taken. Oh, sure, sure. That's uh, sure. Could be a bit of a needle in a haystack right there. <laughs> right. Oh, um, he gets out of, uh, of his room. His room seems to have even more of a haze of um, cigarette smoke in it. As he moves uh, moves through it, it just parts and waves and twirls around him. Um, he's a man in his uh, looks to be mid forties, uh, like receding hairline. Um, there's just the stench of tobacco all around him as he comes out of the room. Um, extending a hand and says, uh, "The name's Philip, by the way, Philip Connors. I'm the uh, pharmaceutical quartermaster around here, so I keep all track of all the paperwork and all the." Uh, all the drugs that uh, keep getting filtered through the business. Right. And Johnny Edovino. Uh, it's nice to meet you, Philip. The, uh, the pic can I give the picture to you? Do you know where I should take this? Or who to who to give it over, hand it over to? Oh, I'm more of a say the quartermaster. It's my job to keep, lo I log everything and keep track of it. But I can point you in the right direction, and I can, I can probably, I can introduce you to Nicholas. He's probably got a couple of minutes spare. We could uh, pass it over to him directly. Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah, help you get your bearings and such. Um, he goes, yeah, this way. Follow me. He starts moving through the uh, the trail between the different desks and talking over his shoulder um, back at you as he goes. Yeah, you must be uh, must first time up here. I've got a pretty good, uh, pretty good memory for faces. Yeah, I don't think I've seen yours around here yet. No, it's our first time. Uh, first time being in the building. Oh. Yeah. It's a bit of a maze up here. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Everything looks the same, and everything's under a fog. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it helps with this damn cough of mine. I think, I think it's great. Um, he leads you across what you think is pretty much half the building and comes to another door very much, if you were to pass it next to his, you would think the two are identical. Again, it's a similar kind of square room just at the corner of one of these sections um, with the name Nicholas Moat on the door. Um, he taps a couple of times and then opens the door and goes on in. There's uh, Nick. Nick, are you here? You got your nose in the book again? And there's a uh, voice replies from, in, uh, from inside. Yeah, well, um, oh, hello, uh, hello there, Phil. What is, what, what's brought you down this part of the world? He turns around to yourself. I've got, uh, got someone here who's got a research project for you. Oh. Um, coming into view, the, uh, the man from behind the desk is wearing a uh, regular shirt, uh, rolled up sleeves, uh, waistcoat. Again, probably about the same kind of age, mid-40s. Um, got silvering hair. And he gets up uh, around the edge of his desk, which is fairly borderline OCD in terms of its cleanliness and its tidiness and its orderliness. But everything is very squared. Everything is very uh, neatly positioned here and everything is spotless. Um, he gets up and comes over to you, extending a hand. He says, oh, Nicholas, Nicholas Moat, as he's probably uh, guessed from the door, actually. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Adovino. Nice to meet you. Ah, pleasure. Well, welcome to Caduceus. Thank you. So a little overwhelming right out of the, for the first time being in here, a little overwhelming, but uh, thanks, you know, well, I'm happy to, happy to be here. I, I, the reason I'm down here, the reason I'm searching for someone is um, I've got this photo. Mm -hmm. And I'd really like to know where it was taken. I, I don't understand. Uh, I, I I don't know where it came from. I don't know where it was taken. And I was told that I'm the I'm the child in the photograph. Oh, okay. I don't know whose hand I'm holding. As as you can see, it's been torn. It's torn in at the hand. And um, I think you know somewhere out there, maybe. Uh, Maybe the other half of this picture is looming around, and if I could figure out where it was taken, then I could possibly find, or I'd have somewhere to start to find mm. the other half. Oh, yeah. some uh, interesting, interesting little puzzle there. Mind if I see the uh, see the photo? Oh, hand hand him the photo. Oh. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, he has a he has a look at it. I mean, there's some there's some buildings in the back uh you know i i i'm not a very adept in architecture or anything else but it uh, they don't look like they're from around here uh you know no they're not new york buildings i have i do know enough that they're not new york buildings they almost look foreign but i have no idea Yeah, he's, you can see him evidently focusing and uh, thinking, his eyes narrowing a little bit. And leave it, leave it with me. Um, do you have a time frame, or is this something that we can be a bit more thorough on? I've waited, you know, I've waited my whole life. I can wait another year. It's not, it's not, not anything I need tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, he, he does chuckle suddenly, looking back at the photo, looking back at you. Oh, yeah, you have grown a few feet, haven't you? 
Yeah, it's been a it's it's been a journey since uh since I let go of that hand, whoever whosoever it is. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll have a look into it. I appreciate that, Mr. Mo. Sure. Good. So come come by any time. I'm pretty much a piece of the furniture around here, so I'm I'm here most most days, most evenings. Uh, thankfully, don't get to, thankfully don't sleep here yet, but here here a lot. Right. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to getting home. Uh, haven't been home yet. So. Oh, just back from the field. Just back. Yeah, actually just came in this morning, the afternoon. It's all a blur at this point. So. Oh, yeah, don't, don't let me hold you up if you're, uh, if you're pretty much uh, straight off the plane. Go home and get, yeah. get some sleep. Yeah. I do appreciate it. And, and, and thank you. And they've got my contact information upstairs. So if something does break on the picture and you find it out, then... Give me a call, or I'll just stop by every every now and then and, and kind of check in. Gotcha. Yep, I'll say so I'll be in touch. All right, thank you, Mister Mill. Right, and then say Odd, Gerhard, Connor, and Magnus. Are you heading, uh, leaving the building, or waiting for Johnny to come back? Yeah, we're going to go across the street to the pizza place. I'm. Uh, I'm just uh, talking to the guys at the moment about this uh, this net gun that I'm working on because that's that's one of my first projects that I'm going to be working on. I'll 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 try to have a working prototype in a month or so, and then I'll probably have I'll be able to duplicate it and make some things. It's got a lot of things to work out on it. Uh, range is one of the biggest problems because you know nets go like this and. Uh, the target's too far away, it's going to go like this. And if it's too close, it's going to go like this. <laughs> so there's going to have to be some sort of an adjustment thing. You're going to have to know the range of the target, at least a good estimate. And uh, I think maybe we'll you, have... Maybe you could have a range finder dialed on it, short, medium, and long range. Well, I'd kind of like it to where you didn't have to you know, aim. It's not going to be something that you really have to aim very well. But I'm thinking about a slider on the, the thumb, where the thumb goes, so that you can just sort of say, well, that person's about 50 feet, and you could just flip your thumb to the top to make it a 50-foot fire, and then fire the into it, you know, instantly, instead of having to gauge or do anything like that. We'll figure it out. work in your hamsters up there overtime, huh? Yeah, the hamsters, I think these are more like sewer rats. Plus my assistants. All right. Um, what kind of pizza do you want? Um, so, uh, pizza. Uh, do they have sausage or sauerkraut? Or oh, yeah, they'll put sausage on your pizza if you want. On sauerkraut, you can, get a, you can get a hot dog. That's what I want. It's like Wienerschnitzel. I don't know what it's how what it is in German. Uh, Vienna. Frankfurter. Yeah, it's a Frankfurter. Uh, all right. So, what are the rest of you? Where uh, Angel's not here. Magnus should be joining us soon. What do you think of all this? I guess we should be careful. I mean, we're in headquarters. As long as we don't talk about. The queen in detail, I think we should be fine. Well, we're across the street at the restaurant. 
Oh, I thought we were still waiting for. All right. No, we we they don't know where we're going. We're going across the street. Miguelo, can we have uh, can we have the private room in the back? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can we can move to the private room in the back. That way they don't hear us. Okay. Um, as you're getting up and leaving, you can see Angel coming out of the front um, the front part of the building and working his way across the plaza. So basically, you're you're in the building. You probably have to go out the um, out the door and kind of wave him over. Okay. So I step out, man. Dude, yeah, there's there's a few places to eat around here. You think that probably they get quite a bit of business from the amount of people that work in the Medium Building. So you've yeah. got uh, you've got like a pizzeria. There's uh, there's a coffee shop here as well. It's a, a row of little shops of uh, sprung restaurants that have sprung up. But otherwise, there's a few warehouses in this area as well. So it's kind of a semi-industrial estate. Well, Miguel's is a pretty good place. It's got some good, the good sauce, um, and they've got a private room in the back, you know, for the mafiosa. But they're not here right now, so we can we can use the mafiosa room, and uh, Angel will feel right at home. Let's go. I'm gonna get spaghetti. Just order something for me. Uh, this food's unfamiliar to me. And where's wow. your sense of adventure, Gerald? All right. So now that we're alone, what do you think of all this? One snake. It's like the snake wars. One snake group against another snake group. For me, it's oh, utterly fascinating. Well, yeah, but why are we sticking our nose into their war? I mean, it's. I guess they're we're just trying to keep us. ourselves safe. Well, they're paying. Because of the money. Aye. Oh, well, that's true. Money talks. Well, that, that's enough for me just because I get introductions to their technology. And now I've got to wonder whose side I'm supposed to be on. Mm. Hybridization, she said. Did you find that kind of weird? That she knew immediately what had happened? Well, no. That I got turned into a snake hand. But that the trap for us turns you into one of them. Didn't seem like much of a trap then, huh? Well, I guess once you're one of them, you're no longer a threat. You're now a teammate. Oh, I see. You can just walk in. Maybe it's not a trap. Yeah, maybe it's a transformation thing if you walk into the temple. Right. So if you guys wouldn't have blown it all apart, maybe I could have walked back through and I wouldn't have a serpent hand. Or you'd walk back through and you'd be a, a complete serpent by now. That's true. I'm just glad it didn't it didn't spread. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. Does it feel different? Does it can you can you, uh, is it, it more sensitive? Like, a, like it feels like a from the outside, it just feels like a, like like serpenty. You know, like you're squishing yeah. a lizard. But is your from the inside? I don't feel any different. I don't. I don't. Maybe it's not more different. sensitive or less sensitive, or no. I mean, it gets cold at night, like a, you know, like an old person's knee when they say, "Oh, the weather's coming in." But it's, you know, I mean, it's not like it moves slower when it's cold and faster when it's warm. It, it's just kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's not really, you know. If I ever uh, decide to take a wife, that's going to be kind of weird when she goes to slide the ring on. But hopefully, by then, she'll already know all my digits. <laughs> yeah. Indeed, you know, and you can always pass it off as just some sort of a mutation. I can just say it's a it's a 
crazy cool tattoo. It's an incredible good uh, conversation starter. So, I mean, as long as you don't have your eyes on our uh, our queen over there, because I think uh, good friend Gerald has his heart set on her. So, Gerhardt, uh, how are you doing with the language? I've learned quite a bit of Nakal. Um, it's fascinating. Um, simplistic, but yet very in-depth, if that makes sense. See, the key to understanding a lot of this, that's going to be the mathematics. And, uh, I mean, obviously, their race started where our race did, you know, with Faya and the wheel and things like that. But uh, at some point, their, their science went that way and ours went this way. But the math has got to be the same. Physics in the universe are the same no matter where you are. I just need to understand the physics. But their math is completely different than our math. So well, I can't speak the language well enough to understand what she's talking about. I don't even know if she knows math that well. Well, you know? I have plans to go back and have a in-depth talk with her because, I mean, she's a walking history book. Think about it. She's seen and experienced stuff that not only outdates our history, outdates well, I'm not. Our, I'm not sure she would know much about our history because she was asleep. She was around before any of this was. We can get the truth of what was before the written word, or at least the human written word. Well, I mean, we kind of know that, don't we? That uh, we were once cavemen. Let's let's get the true answers. And before that, I don't know, we were apes. Yeah, before that, before that, yeah, you know, those apes that you know they were using these things on and I'll kind of slam the whip that I took from the Oh you didn't turn that in? No. I quite like it. Can I take a look at it? It looks interesting. Yeah, but uh little uh, snake girlfriend, you know, like to use this according to the murals, of course, on, you know, our ancestors. So, kind well, of like that. You know, the, I, you can't kind of judge them in that case. Uh, I mean, human beings have used that on each other for probably longer. <laughs> and which is now getting to where we don't do it anymore. Not even an intelligent species at that time, or semi-intelligent. In fact, it might be because of their treatment of us that we developed uh, this up here. Exactly. Adi, did you turn in those uh, the jewels from the art? You mean the the, the red crystal? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, well, I didn't turn it in. Oh. I've I've got my lab set. I'm I'm setting up my lab. I've got all that equipment down there. I mean, I didn't turn anything in. Angel, did you turn stuff in? Hell no, I didn't turn anything in. Yeah, well, what is everybody getting on me for? We damn near died trying to get that stuff. I'm just going to turn it over to them. Well, it's, I want to, I want to deconstruct it's, it's how it's done um, and then repurpose it for our own things. I'd like right. to be walking around with, I'd like to be a human flamethrower and I'd like to be uh, able to shoot beams of red light out of my, I'm not sure I want to turn people into snakes, but I'd like to do something with it. And don't forget, we all have one of those monkey... Yeah, yeah, the flamethrowers. All those things I'm working on, I'm, I'm, I'm even working on an idea that I could maybe uh, turn that, you know, that once I can understand how that uh, 
transportation pillow works, we can have ourselves some flying cars, boys. Hmm. You want a flying car? Yeah, little model, model A flying around in the air? Little make it big old, easy to get to my apartment. Yeah, big old gangster car. You can just fly up to the window up to your it's apartment. park on the balcony. Yeah. So that's why, you know, you don't have to turn it in. Well, if there's something interesting, that's why I want to see your web. See if there's anything that you haven't figured out about the web that there's maybe a technology that we can exploit. I ain't going to take it away from you. I'm going to make more of them and so that you can have more of them. No, I mean, go, go ahead, take a look. So I'm going to look over the web. Is there any, like, activation buttons or... <laughs> No, it's actually very primitive in a way, um, how it's constructed. I mean, the, the craftsmanship is pretty nice on this thing. I mean, the, the handle is very uh, sturdily constructed. Then there's the, the thread, the, the main body of the whip that comes out from there. Um, it feels leathery um, to the touch. Um, but the more you look at it, probably now you've got better light as well looking at it rather than being in, a, in an underground temple. It's not regular leather. It actually looks more like tanned serpent hide. And then embedded into the, or the main thread or body of the, um, of the whip, there are what initially on, on cursory examination would just look like small white barbs. But having a bit more detail, closer look at it, and also then maybe pushing down some of the material of the hide either side of it, they're actually very small fangs. Ah. Maybe serpent's fangs. Maybe this would cause, cause an extra deal of pain. Indeed. I was going to call for a, uh, call for a uh, roll for that, but you've worked it out. So. <laughs> um, this thing is primary, well, primary function appears to be the infliction of pain. Yeah. Very acute, specific pain. Gerhard, why don't you ask um, the queen, if this is used to discipline people, uh, her subjects, or if it's used more as a symbol, because uh, that could be the case. You know, the pharaohs, ancient pharaohs, used to carry uh, uh, symbols of uh, flails uh, as part of their costuming, and uh, it was merely a, a symbol. It wasn't really a meant to be a weapon. A lot of times weapons and royalty are symbolic. They're not meant to be actually used. But we do have the murals as well. Jesus, we should have had cameras with us. Damn it. We should have taken pictures of all that shit. Well, hopefully B-team exactly. will go back and take pictures. Um... Odd. I wonder if they would give you an assistant so you could lay down the blueprints for what you want and then have somebody do the manual labor to help speed things up. Oh, look, there's no, there's only one assistant for me. And uh, her name is uh, Zoe. Uh, Zoe Zemuli. She's uh, probably the best assistant I've ever had. She's smart. She's got little fingers, so she can get in there and do the delicate work. Um, I, 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 I would, I would go out right now and pick her up, bring her over here, and 
I think really honestly, I need to talk to the Caduceus people about how we can bring her in on this. They could give me something, but, but you know, they're going to have to impress the hell out of me before I'm going to accept them as an assistant. All I really want from Caduceus is access to books and knowledge. I'm sure they got that. That big building there's probably got a library. Right, but they sure didn't want you to get a hand on the knowledge that you wanted. As you're discussing, uh, Magnus gets to his feet. Um, are you making your apologies or make, saying anything before leaving or just heading off? Yeah. Um, sorry, jo Jensen. I'm not feeling so great. And uh, uh, I'm a little, a little tired. Um, so uh, I'm going to love you and leave you. Um, Connor will fill me in later if anything uh, comes up. Otherwise, uh, I'll, uh, I'll keep in touch and see you around. Well, we're going to see you like tomorrow, uh, tonight, aren't we? Uh, we'll see. Uh, I've got a, got a few jobs that uh, I've got to, got to fill out. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still a working man. There's bounties out there. All right. Fair enough. Be safe. Stay oh, out of the belly of the beast. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll throw a couple of dollars on the on the on the table to kind of cover what I've eaten and stuff, and then I'll uh, and then I'll go. Before you go, Magnus, I'll write down the address of my apartment in case okay. you uh, in case you need a place while you're uh, to look look around or whatever. Stop right. by, appreciate it, Johnny. Me. You got it. And then I'll uh, make my way out. Yeah, yeah, you head out without any issues. There's nothing. Nothing odd happening outside at this point, so you can join the crowd and head off in your chosen direction. So, Connor, I got to tell you, though, I'm a little concerned for your brother. Ever since he came out of that snake, that's got to be something that kind of changes your whole way of thinking. You weren't there. He dove right into that snake. No, oh, you know, I was. he dove into one. One had a little bit of a... Um... Pulling a bit of strings on my brain for a little bit, so yeah. Oh, very unpleasant. Snakes. No, you seem to have come out of it better. You, you're not freaked out. You, you know, if you don't mind me saying so, yeah. you're rather an icy, you've got an icy cold personality, which oh, is kind of nice. Yeah, you see, Magnus has always been a touch uh, superstitious, so I think seeing some of the stuff probably confirm some of his other uh, nonsense and probably drove him into the state. Well, it's got to be kind of like dying and coming back. Well, I mean, it seems to be Angel has the most experience in that department. But... Ah, Angel, the bringer of destruction. So, Gerhard. Yeah? Gotta see if you can get, you know, coming. Well, we're gonna be we're gonna be rooming together. Jeez, I'm gonna have to clean that place up. Um, but uh, we'll see if we can get you access to what you need to get access to. I think it will benefit all of us. 
of course, yes, we all have our selfish wants from Caduceus, but knowledge, and we've all seen what we saw. So it proves my fact that there is more out there than is even humanly possible. And mm. I want access to that. I um, have some already, but I want to dip my toe in a little bit farther. Just be careful. You know, I, I approach all of this in an indifferent manner. But the cold, icy heart of a scientist. Uh, don't be too eager to find out things that you don't necessarily want to find out. Knowledge is dangerous. I spent many a year strengthening my resolve against these horrors. Good. Because I knew they were out there. I've read about them. In fact, I ha and I tapped my my vest pocket on a number of years ago I came across the tome with unearthly language written in it and I've been working on deciphering it for at least five years really and um, that's what ultimately led me down the path of discovering that magic does exist because I do know a trick or two you know I'm still not convinced of that I think that Magic is just science we don't understand yet. Like, give me an example of something that you'd really consider magic. You know that you know, might. Let me step in here. I'm going to lay my hand on Odd's arm and do psychometry on him. Okay. okay. All right, give me a roll. 46 on 93, that's a hard. Okay, and your magic points then? The magic points, is it 1d10, I believe it was? Six if he takes me to 11. It's uh, 1d6 plus 4. Oh, 1d6 plus 4. That is my mistake. That's 4 plus 4, so that's 8. It's, it's, it's 1d10 minutes Nine. that you re uh, require holding it. And that was a d20. Let's not roll that. 1. Okay, so... Concentrating for a for a little while, more so than just a couple of seconds, because um, it works uh, primarily on non-living items rather than so rather than people. So, your shirt. What's the uh, what's the most memorable thing that your shirt has gone through in the last few years? Uh, well, it, I was really happy to find this shirt at uh, uh, a little French place called J.C. Penier. Uh, and uh, uh, I like it. It's one of my favorite shirts. It's warm, it's snug, it's comfortable. It's just gotten more comfortable with age. We've, uh, we've worked together for a long time. I think the shirt likes me too. There you go, which you can interpret that. All right, well, uh, what, what, shirt. you love this shirt. You've had it for a little while. You got it at J.C. Penney not too very long ago. It's snug to you. It's warm. It's comforting. You've been through a lot together with this shirt. Okay. You know, it's like... Any of that sound familiar? Well, all of it. Do you believe in magic? I'm not sure because, you know, you can just look at it and you can just put your hand on my shirt. You can feel that it's soft and snug and warm. And so why? Uh, so what? What is this? Because I, I noticed you a couple times you touching things, and coming up with shit. Um, I can see it. I can see 
the history. I can pick up what's been around, what it's, some of its, um, its aura, its being, its power, its energy, its memory of where it has been, the magical essence almost of an object. I got it. Hold on just a second. Let's see now. You're not about to make me do a parlor trick, are you? Yeah, I'm about to make you prove this. Uh, uh, I can do it. Okay. One more time. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's see. Ah. And I pull out, I don't know, uh, a screwdriver. And I say, here, take this. Can you tell me? It's got its, it's got its brand written on it. That's too easy for you to tell me where it came from. I don't know. I, I'll have to devise a test. I need a, a control group. I need a. I need to figure out a way to, to test it. It's, I believe you. I'll believe you. But I'm just going to say it's got to be something physiological, something scientific that's causing okay. it to happen. Uh, later, when we're in your apartment, or you know. At midnight, you know I have a twin sister. You know she's back in Germany. I'm going to take this black candle. We're going to sit in the room. I'm going to light it. Where'd you get a black candle? I have three of them right in my, right. You've seen them. I showed you in the camp. Anyway, I'm going to light this candle. and I'm going to have a conversation with my sister in Germany to let her know I'm okay and see how she's doing on the farm. All right. There's, there's a way that that will impress me, and then there's a way that I'll just say that you're making it all up. But you show me. Uh, question for the keeper. Would he be able to hear that conversation if he's in the room, or is it in my mind? No, it does to some extent physically manifest. So as long as you're casting it and he's present, then he will be able to um, hear it as well. So you will hear her voice all the way from Germany. No wires, no telegraph. Well, I'm going to look for wires, and I'm going to look for you. Well, it's your apartment, so. Oh well, that's true. <laughs> oh, all right. I'll, I'll I'll be impressed with that. Maybe we'll see. I'm very skeptical. Well, well, we should pasta. Visit. Well, we've been eating. We have had three plates of pasta so far. <laughs> I've, I've got them on. Look, the, I mean, I, I talk too much. To... I mean, angels, you got to keep in mind. Um, I just so happen to know that this restaurant's a little short staffed. You know, the, the occasionally Magnus and I have done some work for some. Let's just say a little. Uh, oh, you've all some of their staff. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Just come on, say yeah. it. We're in a private room. I'm sure worse things have been said than the mafiosa room. Because apparently you, you have to say it like that, mafiosa. I thought because they don't really exist. I'm sorry. The help wanted. I thought he was just referring to the help wanted sign when we walked in. Yeah, that could show it. That could be evidence of being short-staffed as well. I didn't have to hold a spoon and burn all my magic up for that, huh? Um, 
why does it like fatigue you to yes, use magic? Yeah, it does. It it really it it's not terrible. You know, maybe a couple of times I can do it, but if uh you know if something's really really and, out there, then it it can really it can weigh on me pretty heavy. Yeah, and it's if you touch something. Yeah, I have to hold on to it and 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 really focus. It's it's just mentally draining more than anything else. Can you do it with people? No. Like when I grabbed your arm, I thought that I would be able to to learn a little something about you. But no, I only learned about your shirt. That would be kind of cool. I got no secrets, but I don't talk about my past much. All I could tell was that you've, you've been to Panay's. Well, you know, that is true. That is where I got this shirt. I mean, there's not that many clothiers out right now anyway, so. Well, I feel he knew the whole layout of that ancient temple just by touching the map or whatever it was he grabbed. There's no explanation for that. It's, I guess the nature of magic itself, if you were going to say it, is kind of incidental. Um I don't know if he saw a map on the way in and we didn't notice. Let's put it this way. Technology can be considered magic if you don't understand it. Well, that's maybe, that's what I said, yeah. So maybe we're just tapping into a higher form of technology. And that's that's exactly what I was saying. Well, like, well, either way. Body. There is this. Jesus Christ, do that again. Yep, it happened. Yep, ready? Here we go. Oh. Boop. There you go. Obviously, that doesn't work though, because one of your hands is in a snake hand. You can't do that trick anymore. Oh, well, that was <laughs> that was kind of my that was the showstopper right there. So now that I've got a snake hand, it's completely <laughs> it, that's over. You can't. Great. Now I'm going to have to learn how to make a salt shaker disappear through the table. You could still do gotcha nose. Ah, yes. There will always be gotcha nose. Well, I know all about yes. Sleight of hand magic. Be very impressive. All right, yeah. so we're done with our meal. Sent one of you a message just to give you a heads up. Oh, St- stop the match. That's that's too mind-boggling to uh, to have to deal with. All right, I, I believe you. All right, good, because that was the last one. That's all I got. That's everything I have. I, there's. I kind of feel like I've been taking crazy pills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't sleep much. I, that's when I I just sit up at night, and that's what I do. I basically just cards. I I'm up a lot. You like to play cards? I do. Huh? Gerhard, you like to play cards? Absolutely. Connor? Eh, cards bore me. Mm. People are a little too easy to read. Chess, All right. Backgammon? Backgammon, you know how to play backgammon. Yep. That's the game, but it's only for two people. We're going to play a lot of backgammon. Uh, it looks problem. like we might have a bit of a uh, scheduling conflict here, boys. What's going on? It's like somebody's uh, taking interest in the in the room back here. Looks like a pretty tough customer. 
We're just leaving anyway. Yeah, be on guard, though. All right. You're heading out? Yeah. Okay. Which is, as you're heading out, the door's slightly ajar anyway, um, so you can see just through into the restaurant and the, the little bar area that's set up. Although, bear in mind, still prohibition, at least they're selling lots of uh, sarsaparilla and soda water and so on, but people can still sit at the bar and order coffee. Um, it's a relatively quiet afternoon, but you can see one guy that looks a bit like a brick shithouse. He is very tall, very muscular, and quite mean and tough looking. And again, crammed into a, uh, a suit that's an, um, underneath a big, uh, big raincoat. Um, he's looking over towards the door into your private room as you come out, but as you start to file out, he very casually just turns his attention back towards the waitress. You can see he smiles, um, he's talking with her. You catch a little bit of the conversation going uh, as you go past, like saying, oh yeah, Colette, I understand you uh, recently back from holiday. How, how things go? Um, your your mum doing okay these days? And he seems quite quite friendly. But there's something about the way he smiles that it's almost like looking at a shark smile before it bites someone. There's something predatory about his, about his demeanor. Um, but yeah, he doesn't pay you any. Doesn't pay you really any attention as you go back as you go out. But you know that he's he's clocked you. That he's seen all of you come out of that room. Yeah, that's not uh, pay that close attention to him in return. All right, gentlemen. Uh, Hart, you're coming with me. Yes. Oh, we're outside now. Yeah, you can be on the on the sidewalk outside. We're walking out front. Yeah. Connor, do you recognize that person? No, but I kind of want to find out who he is. Anybody want to uh, kind of uh, wait for him to leave? Well, I'm not so sure. You maybe maybe uh, catch him in an alley, perhaps. Dude's a feast mafioso, you're not going to be happy up there. Oh. Stick around with you. Well, Gerhardt and I have something to do. Unless, okay. Gerhardt, you want to follow this brick shit house around. Not particularly. Yeah, let's go. Okay, so Gerhardt and Odd leave the scene. How long's Johnny and Connor staying around there? Uh, maybe half an hour. I mean, if he's just there for food or whatever. I mean, if he it, if it takes longer than that, then obviously he's there on business. So, just wait. Yeah, he is going to be there longer than half an hour. Um, but give me a luck roll. Uh, 35 is a hard success. Okay. Um, in which case, you do notice that someone does come into the um, into the restaurant and does pretty much make a beeline straight for him. Uh, they seem to have a relatively discreet chat that's no more than 30 seconds a minute at tops. And then that guy turns around and he heads out and heads back the way he came. That guy. I want to follow that guy. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
Angel doing the same thing? I'll stay on the big man. Okay. Which case then? Uh, so you remain at the restaurant. Connor, give me a stealth roll. A 64 is a pass. Okay. Regular pass? Yep. Regular okay. pass. Uh, I've got regular, but your stats highest or your skills higher, so that'll break the tie. So the guy just starts to wander, not wander off as such, but he's definitely making a beeline for the subway. Um, but doesn't seem to have noticed you in, in the slightest. Hmm. Gets, is it, is there a way? Is there a way? It's like a place where I could separate him where he's by himself. Um, that makes sense between here and I mean, if he's going for the subway, is there any? Yeah, you could probably you could probably barge him into an alley. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, won't put that down to a roll because you would technically have a surprise, so you can come up behind him swiftly and then barrel him into um, into an alleyway. What do you say to him? He, he, obviously, he's somewhat surprised, to say the least. Let's be like, uh, so, uh, what a business did you have uh, uh, so quick in, uh, in and out of that fine Italian establishment? Didn't even say to have any of the food. Well, he just looks kind of panicked. What, what, what restaurant? I haven't been to, ain't been to no restaurant. You can't, you can't, oh, can't do the thing. Listen. <laughs> we can do this the easy way, or we can do it the finger-breaking way. You, you, you want to just break fingers? You know, have you? It's like breaking like little baby carrots. You know, not that difficult. Oh, okay. Um, you got gulps a little bit. Uh, I wasn't expecting this. Oh, I, I was just checking in with with the boss. That's all. No, with the boss. Yeah. Mm. Oh, not, not, a... the, not the boss, boss, but at least my my boss. My right. Vice uh, what was the uh, what was so pressing to tell the boss, but not the boss, boss? I was just just making sure that some some jobs he asked us to do were. We're all in place that people were, people were getting ready that we'd be you know, we'd be on call tonight and yeah. What, what kind of job? Uh, just making sure that no one's muscling in on business. Hmm, who's muscling in on your business, huh? No, oh, we don't know. That's that's the point. We're making sure that no, hopefully no one's muscling in. You know, doing some fact finding, making sure, yeah, that, that kind of thing. You, you, I, hope, I hope for your for your safety, you're you're not involved in involved in this. Look, no, I I'm a bit do a bit of contract work for quite a few folks around here. I just want to make sure that um, you know I know how the lines are staked out, and I know people that would be very interested if somebody was encroaching on your turf. Listen, I just want to be your friend. Oh, he, he nods. He actually relaxes a bit when you uh, mention about. Uh, go, Demarcation of territory. It's like, yeah, exactly that. That's everybody. Everybody. I mean, we've we figured this out. You know, look, everybody. Everybody got their piece. Nobody has to die for it. But listen, 
I mean, it was, it was moving in on you. Any just new player? Well, we don't know. It's, it's like I say, we, we got a tip that there might be someone trying to, trying to dip their hands into the family business, if you get my, get my drift. And we're just making sure that uh, you know, the family looks after its own, looks after its friends. And well, hopefully sounds like you might, you might be a friend. Yeah. Listen, if you, uh, if you notice I'm quite good at uh, finding people, finding things out, and getting things done. So uh, if you need a friend that's not, you know, so, so tied to the family, take care of something, you give me a call. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's uh, yeah, I'm sure Mr. 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 Cassell would be uh, he'd be appreciative of that. Um, with the name drop, you can give me an int roll. Mm, Sixty-three is a pass. The name definitely rings a bell. Um, if it's the Cassell you're thinking of, um, the man has got a bit of a rep. Um, he's a soldier, as in the rank soldier, um, in the uh, mafioso. A power structure um, connected with the Bonanno crime family. Um, the rumor is that that guy's killed more people than Spanish flu. He is serious bad news. Well, you know, bad news people, they've got quite a lot of work, so, you know. Listen, yeah, so yeah, you want you want somebody to look into this discreetly for you. Well, yeah, we, we were hoping we were being fairly discreet, but uh, evidently, uh, <laughs> just just you. Maybe some people are a bit more discreet than others. <laughs> yeah, um, I can say I can have a word with uh, with the boss and see uh, see what he says. Uh, how do I how do I get in touch with you? I'll just give him the um, Magnus and I have a couple of little dummy offices. So, okay, you see, you've got a equivalent of PO box that you can yep. give him. Yeah. Okay, so right, uh, yeah. In which case, uh, we'll, we'll hopefully be in touch. Are we, right. we good? We are good. Take care, my friend. He, he smiles and backs away slowly. Making sure he's keeping his eyes on you as he as he does so. He doesn't turn around. But then as soon as he gets around the corner, he bolts and he's gone. Um, back at the restaurant, Johnny is uh, presumably standing there for quite a while. But, uh, this guy is seemingly here for the long haul. Waiting to see if uh, see if Connor comes back. Nope, just come. Being drawn back, actually. Being standing here with one glove covering a snake hand and <laughs> trying to blend. Mm-hmm. Blending. Yeah, yeah there's, there's, there's people going back and forth. Um, there's no one that's really standing around here um, occupying the same spot for too long. So you probably have to move back and forth just to keep out of line of sight of the windows and, and so on to make yourself look a, a bit more unobtrusive. But after about probably 15 minutes, Connor comes back. 
well? Did you kill him? No. Yeah. It looks, it seems like um, they're having a couple of problems. Oh, yeah. It looks like people are moving in on their turf. It's gonna Nobody happen. I... It's apparently some new, some new players. Moving around. Yeah. It happens up here. Nobody's going to hold the whole town forever. Yeah, but, you know, just gave him a card, see if I could get it, you know. Hmm. When people fight, there's a lot of money for men like me in it. That is, that's true. That is true. I like your style, Connor. Businessman first, right? And business always is first. Smart. I'm going home. I've probably got a stack of bills and hopefully my lock hopefully my key still unlocks the lock. So Connor, I bid you adieu. Try not to get yourself killed. And we'll catch hey, up. Hey, no promises there, Angel. <laughs> you got it. I'm out. Take care. And I'm gonna head on to the head on to my place. Yeah, so you, you had your separate ways. Uh, nothing will stop you heading there. All right, and Magnus, as you left a little while ago, um, you've headed across town. Um, you're heading to one of the more affluent areas in uh, Manhattan, but definitely one more residential. Um, as you're looking around, give me an in roll. Is a pass. Yeah, this is some this is some pretty expensive real estate around here. And given the, the list of names you were given that they said that they were part of the secret, uh, secretary's pool, this is a very expensive house for a secretary to be living. Hmm. Hmm. That's doesn't seem uh, that doesn't seem right. Um. Obviously, I'm, I'm keeping to the shadows and stuff as best I can, try not to draw too much attention to myself. Um, obviously, as you can see, I went home and changed before coming. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I'm just trying to sort of spot someone for who looks out of place for the area. Maybe someone who's kind of sticking to one spot and kind of sneaking glances at the address that is uh, where I'm at. Um, or that I'm heading to, you know, I'm trying to keep an eye out for that. Obviously, I'm, I know what mafiosa guys look like. I know the type. Um, so I'm definitely keeping an eye out for that sort of thing as well. Okay, in which case you can give me a spot hidden roll. That is a 34, which is a... Um, that is a hard pass. Okay. Um, the person you are uh, that you ultimately spot seems to be the, um, let's say, the least trained associate uh, that's currently active in this uh, on these streets. Uh, associate is the the lowest of the low ranks of the uh, the mafioso power structure. Um, he sticks out like a sore thumb. Uh, he's wearing a fairly uh, fairly cheap suit. He's 
keeping, uh, keeping himself on the corner of the street, hardly moving. There's a little pile of cigarette butts that are uh, growing at his feet. And it, it almost just, the one thing he's missing is a newspaper with holes cut in the, um, cut in the front of it. Mm. He is, yeah, he's evidently not done much of this before. Okay. Um, but you can see he is definitely keeping an eye on the, uh, the entrance to what looks to be a small, um, rather than an individual house, it's a small apartment where there's a rather small building where you think there's probably a couple of apartments on each floor and it's a three-story building. But and even so, the, still... Yeah, what's the name of the employee that's staying here? Uh, the employee that is staying here is Dolores Parville. And she's a secretary. Yep. Do, do I have any information on her? Like, does she live alone or any of that sort of situation? They, they've literally just given you the name and the address. Okay. Um, can I tell if he's alone in the um, street? Yeah, with, with your success, you are fairly sure there is only the one guy looking. Okay. I'm going to... Um, I'm going to pull a cigarette out of my out of my pocket um and i'm gonna kind of walk along just i'm gonna kind of go kind of in front of him a little bit like hat down and sort of thing and as i get close i'm just gonna say uh hey uh buddy put it on an american accent can i uh can i get a light oh uh, yeah yeah he, he kind of starts looking around his bird or packing around his pockets eventually pulls out a little matchbook um flicks a match and holds it up for you and then I'll get into learning like, uh, if you don't mind me asking, uh, you look out of place in this neighborhood. You from around yeah, here? Yeah. No, I can't. No, I'm just uh, meeting a friend that's supposed to be uh, around here, but he's, uh, you know, glances down at his watch. He seems to be running a little late. Ah, hey, what's your friend's name? I know a couple of folks around here. Oh, uh, yeah, well... <laughs> Mostly, sir, is <laughs> how, uh, how he likes to go by. Sure, huh? Yeah. Does that ring any bells for me? Could be anyone. Yeah, right, he's trying to, yeah. Um, um, cool, so what I'm going to, I'm going to look around. How busy is it around? Like, what time of the day is it? This is probably getting on for late afternoon by this point, so... There's people that are slowly coming. It's got the beginning of the rush hour for people leaving work. So there's a gradual build-up of people passing through. Right. Um, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna say, hey, uh, well, listen, uh, there's, there's a, a pub around a corner. Do you want to go for a drink, wait for your friend? Um. He has a he has a look round. Give me a luck roll. Uh, Forty seven. That's a pass. Okay. Um, you can see that he's looking back towards the house and or the apartment. And as he does so, um, a taxi pulls up and a lady gets out. At which point, she then starts walking up towards the front door. And he says. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, I think I will take that, uh, take that offer. Yeah. Mm. Only quick, a quick one, mind you. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll just do a quick, uh, have a quick drink. Mm. 
And so I'm going to kind of um, lead him off. Um, I'm going to kind of go and I don't want to make him suspicious or anything, but my plan is to kind of lead him towards a, a dark alleyway of some kind. Well, there's always plenty of them in Manhattan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. And I'm like, it's all right. I, I know a place. It's, uh, it's a speakeasy, though, so we got to, you know, go around the back. Oh, yeah. I certainly wouldn't say, uh, wouldn't say no to something a bit stronger than coffee. Yeah, <laughs> you seem like the type. Yeah, um, and so once we uh, once we kind of get out of sight um, and things, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna yeah grab him, ram him up against the wall. Um, and like, right, not playing games anymore. Why are you watching the house? Okay, he um, he blinks somewhat, uh, rabbit in headlights moment. I'm yeah. just, just because it's what I've been told to do. What, what did I? How did you know I was watching the place? Because you're sticking out like a sore thumb, you bastard. Who are you working for? Which family? Right. Girl looks a little bit pale. Uh, just joke. Okay. At that point, I'm gonna. We can do this the hard way. It's Giovanni. Okay, that's what this. He just he immediately got folds like a cheap suit when he sees that. Yeah. All right. You're gonna take me to your boss now. Um, well, I can take you to the uh, yeah, my mix up the chain. That's the best as I'm gonna be able to do. All right, let's go. Okay. Um, you end up going back to the restaurant. Ah. Uh, where there's yeah, where there's um, a man, as previously described, um, you vaguely uh, remember seeing him come in as you were leaving. Mm. But I mean, his attention was drawn to the back room after he'd left. Um, sitting, at the, uh, sitting at the bar, and he, uh, the guy in front of you kind of shuffles on over and whispers something into, um, into his ear, um, looking very sheepish. And which point that... Sale turns around to uh, to look at you with this uh, again this predatory grin, almost like a shark. Uh, yeah, smiles and nods his head. Yeah, looks like uh, some some folks around here. He very loudly pats the guy on the shoulder, and you think probably might come that far from dislocating it in the process. Uh, looks like some of our folks need a bit of training in certain areas of how to be discreet. I... Do you want to pull up a chair? And I'll, I'll take a chair, yep. I think we should have a, a, a little chat. Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, you've, what, got, what? Uh, you've, got, you've got your friends looking, looking on some, uh, some employees of uh, Caduceus by the sounds of it. Hmm. Interesting you put it that way. Why is that interesting? Enlighten me. Well, that you immediately jump in with the uh, Caduceus angle. Well, that's what they, the people, they work for that company. Does a person's place of employment immediately put them into a particular category? Well, it, it, is, when, uh, it, it is when I, and I pull out the list of names. When you're looking at all these people and they all work for the same fucking company. 
coming uh, he nods okay okay got a question for you before we go any further do you work for them they've paid me to do some jobs i don't work for them solely i'm a bounty hunter bounty hunter you say i i've worked for you lot before as well hmm money's money and money talks Aye. let's talk on the other side of town we have odd and gerhard so you're heading back to uh, back to your place yeah up on the 17th floor of the hamisham building uh it's a big apartment um it's a little messy there's a lot of stuff but uh we got a place for you nice apartment don't worry about the it's you're an inventor of course you're always working on stuff my place is filled with books pens well, scrolls papers well and pretty much can have half the apartment because half the time i'll end up working i'll just stay at the the, the place Thank you. What 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 floor did I say? Seventeen. So, seventeen twenty three is our apartment in the Hamisham building. Okay. Uh, make yourself at home. Find myself a nice seat. Sit down. Take in my environment. You mentioned you got an assistant, um, Zoe. Um, yeah. Is she normally here, or does she have no. her own place? Yeah. She's got her own place. Um, and I really need to clear that. I want to follow procedures. I imagine that they wouldn't want me just waltzing her into the uh, uh, um, uh, the meeting building. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but she's a good kid. I'll tell her all of this stuff, and she'll say, where do I work? <laughs> Just point me in the direction of technology. She does forget things. She's not like me. I don't ever forget anything. Uh, so yeah, you can have this whole area over here. Uh, if you want, I can clear that stuff out. I'll move some of that stuff to the lab, and then uh, if you want to put up, I can put. We can put up bookcases, bookshelves. Yeah, that would be great. All right. I'll help okay. you take some of the stuff you need. I'll help you bring some of it down there tomorrow. All right. So that's basically what we're going to do this evening is pull this all together. But I want to see a magic trick tonight. When it is midnight here, I had it set up that I would uh, contact her. Ah. So is she like a witch? No. And I'm not a warlock. We just like to investigate the unknown. She's my twin sister, Frida. So where did you, uh, where did you figure this magic out? Studying over books and libraries, and uh, I had a uh, one of the professors back in Germany that I used to study with in occult studies. Pick up if you learn how to read between the lines and pick out the truth from a text, you can find what you're looking for. Most things are hidden in plain sight. <laughs> If you know how to interpret it properly, 
then. And I speak a multitude of languages. So language always came to me like that. So hmm. ah, now before we even see that sort of thing, tell me something. Is there some sort of a prayer that you recite or magical incantation to make it work? Uh, well, I light the candle. The room has to be pitch black, just a candle light. And then I concentrate hard. I recite a little thing and boom. Is it, is it in English or is it in some other language? I believe it is in Latin. Uh, Latin. All right, so I've already got a working theory as to how this might work. You are dealing with physics that are a little bit beyond. You got to use your imagination a little bit. But somehow the vibration of the sounds that you are creating is opening up a trans-dimensional portal to another place. Uh, your sister is also tapped. Does she do the same thing? She has to be doing the same thing that I'm doing. And so it, uh, it creates, and you both tap into it, and somehow you can hear each other through it. All right. I want to see how it works. Yeah. Maybe we can manage that without the need for, have you ever tried it with a different colored candle? Oh, any candle. I just like the black ones. Oh, okay. Well, that's that. Have you tried it without the candle? No, I have not. Interesting. All right, so we'll wait until then. In theory, if we both had torches or flashlights, it might work. I don't know. That's a very good uh, experiment that you and I could probably try. You know, it's something that if we, I'm, I'm always thinking about how I could adapt it into some sort of scientific instrument you have something that produces the same vibrations, we could create some sort of a long-distance communication device. That would be amazing. It does... Without wires. Sort of like with Angel, it does take a little energy from me, though. Well, we're working on that. I'm, I'm, I've got a theory about how we might be able to, instead of, you know, with the, the flamethrower things... Um, Instead of it sapping life energy, we could somehow you can give it a battery. Maybe it'll suck the life out of a battery instead of out of a human being or a snake person. I wonder if the snake people ever invented batteries. I don't know. I don't know, but I was thinking about those those things that the monkey had. I was wondering if you could adapt it to some sort of animal and use the animal's life force instead of our own. No, I think that would be... It would be barbaric, but it's... Well, it, it, it would be... Uh, it's, they're treading on an unethical... Um, I mean, you could just project that onto a larger... Uh, what if we found a way to live forever, but you had to kill people to do it? You know, you could Everything say, well, if, if some great person, if, if, we could, uh, if we could bring back some great person and have him live forever and teach us all of his wonders and knowledge... But at the same time, you have to sacrifice a slave. Yeah, I find it that's, I'm not sure I'd want to drain the life out of a butterfly to, uh, to power a flamethrower. All great things start somewhere, and then they progress to the need where they no longer need such barbaric actions. Well, let's see if we can start without the sacrificing the life of Oh, of course. I'm just something. 
working series. That's all there are. Uh, all right. Well, I'm I'm really interested in. I don't read Latin. I don't think I read Latin. Do I read Latin? No, I've just got. I've got English, the greatest language that's ever been invented on the face of the planet. Okay, you're waiting to the appointed time, um, pretty much killing time with small talk or anything in between, really? Probably me mostly talking and him mostly trying to follow along. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, going through how the um, how the net gun will work for the third time, but going into somewhat intricate detail as to mm -hmm. the, uh, the trajectory, the angle you've got planned, and the, uh, right. the nozzle and so forth. Right. And, uh, and the flying car. Oh yes, yeah. That's that's going to be that. That will revolutionise the world. Yeah. Well, midnight rolls around without any interruptions, unless uh, were either Johnny or Connor thinking of heading over to Odd's place, or are you staying at your own? Nope, staying at my own place. No, I'm going through mail and going to sit out on my balcony, watch the sunset, and then I'm going to bed. Mm -hmm. Okay, in which case, yeah, you are undisturbed throughout the rest of the evening. So midnight rolls around, and Gerhardt can cross off your five magic points, uh, your one sanity point. And uh, let me put my, uh, my goggles on so that... I'm going to go and take one um, luck point and absorb that one sanity. Mm -hmm. And okay. then I said, I'd hit the, hit the, pull the string for the light. String? What do you think? I'm a barbarian? Just flip the switch. <laughs> I thought um, it was overhead. So the, it's dark, and I light the candle up, and you see the little flame ignite in the room. And I say this quick phrase in Latin, and then I start, it looks almost like a meditation. And you hear me like very barely audible saying, Frida, do you hear me? Frida, Frida, it's your brother. Do you hear me? It's a couple of minutes. So there's that moment of doubt where you think that nothing's really going to happen. But as your eyes become, especially through the goggles, become more accustomed to the low light, um, the little light that's projected by the, uh, by the flame of the candle you can see the smoke starting to twist and expand as it rises into the air. And as it does so, you can see the outline, first of all, of what looks to be definitely a, a feminine cheek. Um, there's lips, there's a nose, and then the outline of eyebrows and where a gap where the eyes should be. It's not filling in the whole face. But then from this vision of smoke, you can audibly hear a voice and it does almost echoing what Gerhardt is saying is Gerhardt you're can you hear me? Frida yes it, it's ah, good it's good to hear your voice again it, it, it's I can't really get into details it's been quite crazy um, amazing things are gonna happen Frida amazing things I can't, I promise you, I'll tell you everything when I see you, and it's good. It's very good. Everything we've been researching and studying 
it is true. There are other things out there. I, I wish I could get into more detail, but I'm bound by a kind of an oath for the people I'm working for now. But I promise you, once I'm home, I'll tell you everything. Oh, an oath? I hope that doesn't conflict with the, let's say, pre-existing arrangements? No, um, not at all. Uh, and then I, I say something in Nakal, and I've, I've learned other languages. I've seen all of the things we've, we've dreamt about that we've read in the ancient manuscripts and studied. It is true. I, I, I promise you once I'm home, I will tell you everything. Oh, good, good. Because I was, uh, I was a little worried uh, for a while. It's uh, been a fairly eventful period of research here. Um, as you know, I was, I've been looking into the Hermetic Kabbalah and looking into uh, various, various different divination, um, divinations and ex experimental practices. Um, I got a, I got a success when I was trying to, when I was thinking of you, maybe it was because I was, I was worried I hadn't heard from you for a while. I knew you were heading into a war zone, that it was potentially dangerous, but yeah, I, I was I was a little worried with the message I got for a while. It, it was out of my hands. I couldn't I couldn't contact you. Couldn't contact you, the place I was. But I'm going to mail you a letter. Uh, I'm not going to mail it to the home. I'm going to mail it to that place, that store we would go when we were kids. Have oh, yeah, it up there. I don't want to trace to our home. Oh, it's, okay. You know, it's one town over. Is any any reason for the paranoia? I'll detail it in the in the letter, but we've discovered otherworldly things, creatures of this earth and not of this earth. Trust me, it this will blow your mind when you know about it. When when you say other worlds, what what about the stars? Oh, there are things from the stars. Well, uh, particularly the royal stars. Uh, I'm not sure how to answer that. Okay, um, you can give me an occult roll. It is a relatively obscure thing she's talking about. 33 out of 55. Okay, very good. Yeah, you're aware of the title, um, at least, from from some re dim recess of your mind, it's something about Persian um, or ancient Persian wisdom that springs to um, that springs to mind. There were certain stars that they considered to be the guardians of the night sky. Not sure about that, but like I said, I will I will send you a letter with what I can tell you now, and I will talk to my employer and see what I am allowed to tell you. Maybe we could even bring you into the fold at some point. You know how these organizations work. We are. Oh, yeah. She uh, she smiles. Yes, yes. I'm uh, well aware of how such groups work. You know, we're already a member of one, so it's, yes. a, fine, it's a fine line. I don't want to betray either. Actually, you can, you can see her nod. No, that that's that sounds that sounds fine. I'm just I'm just glad to hear you hear you're safe. But you're in my heart and you're in my mind. I will send a letter out. But is there anything else? I must go soon. No, no, just just that. As long as, as long as the stars haven't been 
haven't been a problem for you. Just yeah, just be uh, be careful. Yep, I I will contact you in a week. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll make um, I'll make a note one one week, seven days from now. Correct. Okay. Take take care, brother. You also, sister. And then I extinguish the flame. Well, I I am profoundly moved. I didn't honestly expect the smoke itself to form into uh, uh, the shape of her face. That I find even that I find unexplainable. I figured if I would have told you, you would have just dismissed dismissed it completely before you saw it. Oh, I don't dismiss anything, but I've written down exactly what you said in Latin, um, just to confirm. And I, I read it back to you. Maybe I get a vowel wrong. That was an inflection here. There you go. Okay, there we go. Um, yes, it's, it seems lovely. I mean, we could work on it. Maybe, maybe you and I. I've already uh, taught it to Angel in case we got separated. In the South so America. Angel knows it too. Oh. There's definitely some potential there. There's got to be some science behind it, but I don't know what it is. I am, I am, I am flabbergasted. I've seen something that I cannot explain. This is one of the biggest things I know. So I need you to me. say one thing to me, though. Yeah. This isn't some sort of an elaborate trick you're playing on me. No, I do not play with these type of things. Actually, you've never really seen him make a joke since you've known him, so. Yeah. I'm just going to check under the table. Just put your hands out like this. Make I sure take, it's not. I even take my whole shirt off. And you okay, can see. I didn't need to see your nipples. <laughs> Thank you, but. <laughs> Well, no tricks on my sleeve, so to speak. There's a visible difference between uh, between the filters on my glasses. Uh, I'm 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 flabbergasted. And I have to think about it. Is why I'm asking Caduceus for other items. Imagine if they had some way to shield us, or some way. I I don't know. Some of this is some of this is still new to me. And I'm other wondering if, I'm wondering if in part that's the reason why mediums use a crystal ball. Maybe it allows a more visible fixated thing within the, the crystal. I've, I, I've got a whole new line of research. Something to channel into. I, I think I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> Sleep well, my friend. I'll be reading for a little bit. Try Thank you. I owe you a great deal. I'm going to study up on some Nacal for about an hour, try and write it out. And, mm -hmm. and my brain it. is, I probably can't sleep well because my brain is just going like a mile a minute trying to figure this out. It's on overdrive. But yeah, the, you can certainly practice some of the writing in Nacal. It's very, very fluid, very curved. So it does take a bit of getting used to compared to the Latin alphabet where everything's very straight and geometric and so on. So. A bit of a mind mind shift. Figure just practice. That's why. Then, as we've reached a fairly good point, there is it's the middle of the night. Everyone has gone to sleep. We will leave Magnus 
in that unresolved moment because we'll pick that up uh, when you're next able to join us. But then let's say for the moment that maybe the last thing that anyone sees of Magnus for the time being is that that conversation goes on for quite a while in that restaurant and finally um, ends with another man being uh, coming in through the front door carrying a briefcase. Um, the contents are shown to Magnus, there's probably a nod of approval, and taken outside to a waiting car where there's a few people who uh, evidently want to continue this conversation elsewhere, and that car drives off into the night. And we'll leave it there. Excellent. Our players included John Byron, Morgan Llewellyn, Jason Melnichok, Zane Fleming, and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account just a dollar to a month. It'll help us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. <laughs> <laughs>